Hello, all my littles and my bigs. It's Barbara Jarabek here with the Marvel of My Ordinary Life, episode number 65, Minimum Order 5. Peep, peep, peep. Okay, that was a pretty big hint, you all. Here we go. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Barbara who grew up with all kinds of animals. And I think I'll just put all the sounds for all the animals one after another. And you can just guess what they were. After she had grown up and she had lived in a city and she had lived in a regular neighborhood, she moved to a little bit of country, just a little bit, where she could have all sorts of things and she could greatly increase the amount of chickens that she had. And she, you all, that's me. By now, I'm grandma old. I don't actually have grandkids, but you know what I mean. I am like 65 next week. Woohoo! I I decided this past summer, Meg is my big old grandma chicken. She always wants to hatch out babies. She'll either lay a full nest of eggs and then sit and sit and sit. Yeah, no babies will come because you need to have a rooster in the flock. We don't have a rooster. Meg was determined she would sit and sit and sit. So over time, I would start locking her away from the nest. It was so sad. I'd take her off the nest, put her out in the run area, which means the big open part of the chicken coop. And by chicken coop, I mean the pen. A chicken's pen is called a coop, just like a horse's pen is called a corral. I would take her off and I would close her out so she could not sit back on the nest. She would stomp her feet and be so upset with me. I didn't want her to sit there for months. It usually would take 21 days for an egg to hatch if if there was a rooster in the coop. So 21 days would go by and I'd think, oh, she'll give up. Nope, nope, nope. In the past, I've run to the farm store, grabbed a couple of day or two old chickens, little babies, stick them underneath her, and she goes, oh my gosh, my babies are here. Where have you been? And it's all been fine. I've done it twice. The first time, we did get them from the little farm store. The second time, as soon as she was broody, which is what it's called when she sits her booty down and says, no, I'm not moving till there's babies here. So second time she got broody, I said, oh, I'm going to count till it's almost 21 days. Then I'm going to put baby chicks under her. Well, the chick store didn't have any, so I ordered them through the mail. They arrived totally fine. This was probably a year ago. It was in the springtime. Everything was warming up. It was beautiful. Baby chicks arrived in the mail in a box going beep, 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 beep. You just never know if this will be the time she says, yeah, I am going to peck this little chicken. I don't like the looks of you. But she didn't. She was such a good mama. Here we are. The third time she is going broody, sitting and sitting and sitting. This is the end of the summer. We're into September that she decided, yes, I am. I'm going to hatch out my non-existent babies from out from under me. And I thought, oh, Meg, come on. No, this is not a good time of year, you all. Why is it not a good time of year? Think about it. September. What is the weather doing? It's warm. It's cold. It's rainy, it's windy, it's cold again, a little bit warm, a lot of bit warm. It's all over the place. Baby chicks need to be kept warm and dry and not windy. Ay, 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 Meg, what are you doing? I let her go for a while and then I thought, 
I think, you know what, she's just sitting there. She'll take care of the babies. So I went online to this wonderful store. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's called My Pet Chicken. You can order baby chickens through the mail and you can look and look and all the cute pictures. I decided I was going to get two silver laced Hawaiian dote. Those are big girls, big, big, big girls, and they're black and white and they're pattern on their feathers is amazing. So I thought, oh, that would be so pretty. I would really like some of those. I don't want too many. I don't have that big of a coop. Oh, you know what? I'll just get a couple of the little ones also of the little bantams, which are just so tiny. They look baby all the time. Oh, that'll be great. I put four of them down and I said, okay, I'll buy those. Red light goes up and it says, nope, you have to have a minimum of five chickens. I don't want five chickens. I barely wanted four. I actually just wanted like two or three. But you cannot order just two or three chickens in the mail because the box would be so small and they'd be bouncing all over. You have to order enough baby chicks. This is a little like sketchy, you all. But you have to order enough baby chicks so that they can be shoulder to shoulder in the box and not flop around. Otherwise, they're going to get hurt. These baby chickens were coming all the way across the United States. I think from Ohio. That's way over on the other side. But I'd done it before from the same place and they were fine. So I thought, okay, we'll do it again. Minimum of five. I talked myself into it because they were so cute. And I thought, you know what? I'll just get three of the little ones and then I'll just get two big ones. That makes five. I didn't really want any more big ones because they're big and they take up a lot of room. I ordered them. Meg very happily was out there setting and I thought, oh, I have a surprise for you. I was so excited because they are shipped the same day they're hatched. They put them in the mail literally the same day, like that afternoon. Out they go. Well, nobody at the post office wants to be stuck with a peeping box, like beep, 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 beep. They just want to get them to where they're going so that they'll be alive. And you know, if there's a heat wave, they don't want that. If the weather's freezing cold, they don't want that either. They just want those chicks to get where they're going. So I get a little text on my phone saying, oh, your chicks are on the way. Of course, I'm so excited. That means they'll be there the very next day, if I'm lucky, or the very worst, the day after. So I go out to tell Meg the good news. Yes, I know she's a chicken, but still. I went out there, Meg, and what do you think? She's not sitting on the nest. Well, maybe she's just getting up to get something to eat. Nope, she is not. She said, I don't want to sit on that nest anymore. Yes, you do. You have to sit on that nest. I have, the chickens are coming. I quick ran back in the house and I called the number. And I said, could you please cancel that order? Honey, it's already been sent. Those chicks are on the way. I told her what happened. She said, you'd better find a friend to take those chicks because they're going to be there tomorrow or the next day. Oi, <gasps> yoy. So I called a friend. Her name is Chandler. And she said, sure. She loves that stuff. She has all sorts of animals. Sure. Just let me know when they come and I'll come and get them. And the reason you all, I needed somebody to help because you need what's called a brooder. A brooder is like a playpen for baby chicks. It keeps them warm. You can keep an eye on them. They have to have a special, either a heat lamp, which catches things on fire. I do not recommend that. Or what I use is called a heat 
plate. It's about the size of mm, about the size of the top of a shoebox. You plug it into the wall, it puts out heat, it keeps them warm, and it's very cool because you can make it all different heights. So if you have little itty bitty chicks, you can make it real low so they stay warm. And if some of the chicks are bigger, like the kind that I had coming, a little bit of big, a little bit of little, you can tilt it so the little ones can cuddle up on the low end and the big girls who can't fit under the low end go to the taller part and they all stay warm. That is literally all I had, but I didn't have a box. I didn't have a tub. I didn't have a waterer. I didn't have food. Thank goodness for Chandler. The very next day I get a call from the post office. Your babies are here. It's so exciting. And I thought, oh, yay. I ran over to the post office. I checked one more time out in the chicken coop. Please, Meg, please just just be setting on your nest again. She was pecking around. She said, I don't feel like being a mom this time. I was like, oh, you, you are in big trouble, Missy. Got in the car. Zoom, 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 zoomed. Went to the post office. Got my peeping box. And you always want to open the box when you get back to the car and have water for them because, you know, they've been traveling for days and a baby chick can live for two days without any food or water because they are still living off all the good stuff they got from the inside of their egg that they hatched from. They say because they've been traveling just to be on the safe side, make sure you have a little water and, you know, check your babies. They also say, kind of weird on the directions, don't open the box in front of children. And I thought, well, that's weird. Maybe they just don't want the kids reaching in and grabbing them or something. No, that is not the reason. I open the box. (gasps) Okay, if you get sad easily, things happen. I open the box and there were only three chickens alive. Two of my babies had died. They were lying very peacefully side by side. It was my, one of my silver laced Wyandotes, this big, beautiful chicken that would be black and white. Her sister was in the box running around going, okay, what's happening? Those two have been asleep for a very long time. The other one that died was a molted cochin bantam. That means a short, fat, fluffy, black and white little chick. And honestly, sometimes stuff just happens. They're not healthy or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Ew. Let's just get home and get the healthy little ones out of there and respectfully take care of the other two. I zoomed home. Oh, I put them in a cardboard box with this little heater in there, the heat plate, called Chandler. She was so nice. She came right over. She took the box. She took the heater. She took the three babies and zoomed over to her house and got them all settled in. So the ones that I had that survived that were doing just great were, okay, so the Silver Lace Wyandotte, which is going to be super tall. It'll be the biggest chicken in the coop. It'll be black and white, beautiful swirly pattern. I had a Molten Cochin Bantam, short fat, black and white, kind of looks like paint has been splattered on her. And okay, this one, even as a baby, was hysterical. A white crested black Polish bantam, which turns out to be the goofiest looking chicken, mostly black, but with a white hat of feathers. The feathers shoot straight up 
and then flop out to the side. And the older she gets, the more the feathers will fall in her face. Like a sheepdog. She's like a sheepdog chicken. Those are the three that survived. Chandler took them and I thought, oh, thank goodness. She had them for about two weeks. I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, keep them as long as you need. So I said, okay, but can we name them? I want to name them after my husband's family members. Sure, I haven't named them. They should have names. We named the very jumbo big chicken, which is the silver lace Wyandotte. We named her Susan. Mm-hmm. My husband's aunt is named Susie. This chicken is not a Susie. She is a Susan. We named the malted cochin bantam, which is the little chubby one with the fluffiest, most adorable feet. And she's black and white, just super, super, super cute. We named her Viola. That is my husband's grandmother's name. Then the wild one with the funny, funny white feathers on her head. We named her Jean Ann. Jean Ann is a really nice auntie of my husband, who's a nurse and just a real go-getter. This chicken could not have a better name that fits her. She is in charge of everybody. Even as a baby, she was telling everybody else what to do. You can eat. You can sleep over there. You're being too nosy. Don't do that. She's so funny. Ah, time went by. Maybe three weeks two, three weeks, and I called Chandler. I said, I think I'm ready to have the chickens back because I ordered the coolest thing in the mail, you all. Oh my gosh, you can actually get a chicken playpen. It's called a pop-up brooder. It comes in a skinny box. It's a little bit bigger in the box than like a bicycle wheel. You take it out of the box, you clip one strap, and the whole thing just goes boing into a chick brooder. It's huge. It's like three feet across. The whole top unzips. You can reach in the top to play with your chicks, or you can unzip a doorway and reach in that way. I filled it with pine shavings, not the scented kind. Those are no good for chickens. I put in their water tower. Water tower was a hot mess. It was always getting full of shavings. The chicks just kept kicking around doing their little scritch scratch things and it would get really dirty. So that was the only like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? I put in their feeder. The heater that I had, the heat plate was perfect. I made it tilted. The babies got in the back. The big one got in the front. So everybody was happy. Time's going by and they are getting big and sassy. They want to come out. Well, and now it's October and it's windy. It starts raining. I don't know what to do. They cannot live in that playpen forever. I put the playpen on my daughter's beautiful comforter in this bare bedroom. There's all these beautiful pink pillows and a beautiful cream-colored comforter and this huge chicken pen on top of it all. The room is smelling slightly like a barn. In the daytimes, open the window, keep the smell to a low roar, and at nighttime, close the window. They just live in the house. So it, yeah, just houses are not good places for chickens. It was time they go outside. But the whole introducing them to the rest of the flock, this is not fun. This is why I wanted Meg to hatch them out. She has always been such a good mama. No one would mess with her babies. They even look at her babies crooked and she'd fluff up and go running after them. Yeah, well, I didn't have her on my side this time. So I had three chicks that I had to get outside, but not really sure how to go about it because chickens don't say, oh, look, three 
three new friends. They usually say, oh, look, three little peepers that are going to eat our food. Let's get them. And they usually chase them and stuff at first, which is just horrible. I put a dog crate in the chicken coop. I put shavings and stuff, their food and water. Thankfully, this particular day, it wasn't too cold. I put cardboard and whatnot around the sides so there would not be a breeze. And at night, I covered it with a big blanket. Really, the other chickens came over and were like, what are you doing? What are you doing in our coop? And they're all a little bit feisty. But I left it there for two days. I went and got a squirt bottle and I sat in the coop and I let the babies out of the dog crate. They were kind of scared at first and then they started jumping up and down and running in circles like, best day ever. Look at this. This is so fun. The other chickens came to investigate. I have it divided for small chickens on one side and big girls on the other so that they won't pick on each other. I was sitting in there with the little girls watching them check out the babies and they did check them out. They came over and said, what are you doing? And Dottie, one of my little white fluff balls, goes running up to the babies like she was going to peck them. So I squirted her with the squirt pen. And she said, wow, they're pretty ferocious. They can spit water. So she said, I'm not touching them anymore. And pretty soon, nobody cared about anybody. I was so lucky. I was like, yeah, you're all doing just fine. At nighttime, I always go out right after dark. And I lock up the little barn that the babies and the little bantams sleep in. I went there and the little bantams, they were all smashed together cozy cozy in a little nesting box it was freezing cold though like so cold you all and they had all their feathers that's really the the way that you can tell when they're ready to go outside they have to have all their feathers no baby fluff or they won't stay warm enough i went inside and i got a fleece baby blanket and i wrapped it around them in the nest and they thought that was the best thing ever they were like Oh, so nice. It was great. The sweetest thing happened in the morning. When I went out and I tossed the food around, because they'd really never scratched for food on their own, I opened the little door to the little blue barn. They all came out, and you will never believe it. Little Peg, my little black fluffy bantam, she walked over to them and she said, let me show you how it's done. And she started picking up chicken food, but not eating it and throwing it up in the air. And she makes this purring noise like, not like, but a definite, hey, come on over here noise, which I'd seen Mama Meg do before. Peg was feeding the babies as though they were her own. They are almost as tall as her. In fact, Susan, I think, is taller than her. She didn't care. She said, you're all my babies. I'm going to feed you, show you where to get the water, stay away from the edge of the coop because there's a little dog that comes running up and it'll chase you. It was great. It was the best situation we could be in being that Meg's little poopers decide not to set on the nest anymore and raise the family, she was over it. Peg said, you know what? I kind of like this being a mom thing. And she is turning out to be surprisingly the best little mama hen that there is. It's very funny. In fact, she's trying to be such a good mama. This is very weird. In the morning, she's been crowing like a rooster. And she's doing that to be extra special tough. She's telling anything in the neighborhood. If you even are thinking about coming over and getting these little babies, there is a big, scary rooster here. And there is not. There's just a little short black chicken. 
And she's like, don't you even think about it because I'm big and I'm tough. I made an Instagram post under the marvel of my ordinary life that you can look up and see her and the chicks. And I will take pictures. I'll make a little video, teeny tiny, probably not even a minute long, every couple of days so you can watch them grow up. I did get one picture where she's purring and feeding them. It's so funny. That is it. I would not say to ever get chickens in the fall. It's just, ugh too scary that they're going to get cold or whatever. Always get them in the spring. Oi, oi, oi. And if you think you have a hen that's broody and is going to raise your babies for you, you'd better have plan B in place for when she decides, yeah, not this time. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Anyway, super fun. See you later. Bye.